Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Kendall, and I'm very excited for our guest today. I'm 99% sure that our guest today is my oldest friend, which is wild to me, but I think so, as I was like reflecting. And we met when I was in fourth grade, and we were both living abroad in the Dominican Republic. And we spent the majority of fourth and fifth grade being best friends. I'm pretty sure fourth and fifth grade, third grade. Absolutely. I don't think yep. we met one another, but like fourth and fifth grade. No, but we knew each other because of, of Morgan. Morgan. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our sisters were our little sisters were best friends as well. So please welcome Claudio Pineda Bosque. Claudio, thank you for being here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So you're my oldest friend. Hey. Isn't that crazy? You are my oldest friend as well. Really? Oh, that makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one-sided. <laughs> I will say we we spent so much time. I don't ever remember like that much time being spent at my house, but we spent so much time at your house when we were kids because you had this beautiful pool with like rock waterfall attached to it, <laughs> a trampoline, and like almost like a wraparound garden that allowed us to just be our imaginative selves which we were we were yes we were we were called out for it often by the teachers as well yeah and your older brother who used to bully us um it was fine we're over it we're all adults now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we we got called out by the teachers for it by our parents got calls about how we didn't hang out with other people (laughs) yeah that is true. <laughs> we did because we were so imaginative and creative. I think it was the first and very few friendships that like we were just, I mean, you had a like a notebook or journal and we would just draw and create our own little world. And I mean, I think we in fifth grade, you know, I think aliens that we would create, like this is these are the people that live in my world. Yeah. This is their culture. <laughs> yeah. And we would like play those games in your backyard. There was this rock that we were trying to like get away <laughs> yeah, from. The cursed rock. Yep. And I think we just like we were in our own spider wick adventure in our own head. And it was it's crazy. It's so cool. I think. <laughs> Little cringe now, but what kids? Yeah. What magical exactly. But I also, when I describe you now, now that we're adults, when I describe you to my friends of like who you are to me, I always make the um, comparison from the Big Bang Theory where I'm like, I'm the penny to your Sheldon because you're just scientific and logical and way smarter than I'll ever be. And I like to challenge that sometimes. 
I think it's more stubborn to stick with this with a subject that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're here and I can't wait to chat about your life because you are currently in Germany. Where in Germany are you? In Hamburg. And what are you doing in Germany? Doing my PhD. In what? Physics, exactly. Physics here, some solid state physics. Now, did you always know that you were going to study physics and science field? Because, and this is probably a horrible assumption, so I'm sorry to everybody listening, but I feel like the majority of the people that I know who as children were as creative as we were and imaginative as we were and you know in that way I wouldn't peg them to like take a interest in science or you know something so logical like that Mm -hmm. uh well physics not necessarily but I did always know I was going to be into science Mm. Uh, in fact my first dream job as a kid was genetic engineer Mm. because I pretty much wanted to create the X-Men. I'm like, I'm going to give people wings. I'm going to give people gills. I'm going to make giant trees that we can live inside of. And then I took a biology course in high school. And I'm like, I hate this. I'm never <laughs> going to do biology. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Oh my God. That just, I mean, that's full circle to what I just said. You're like Maximum Ride. Did you ever read those books? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> I love that. I was not a fan of that later on. I love that though. That's so funny. That's so, that's so you. That's so you. (laughs) So then you, so you took bio and bio, wasn't it? So then was it when you took a physics class that you were like, this is where it's at? Well, it does. It did help that I liked math and Mm. I was not too bad at it. (laughs) Um, And then I think for me, a big part of why I'm into science in general and physics is actually very related to my love of fantasy, mm-hmm. where I would read my fantasy books and I'm like, wow, magic is so cool. I love it. Why don't we have magic? And then I'm like, wait a second. Science is kind of like the magic of our world. The, this universe's version of magic. Yeah. I'm like, well, which is the coolest magic to go with? Yeah. I <laughs> love so, that, though. That's science. how I got an interest. Yeah, science is the magic of our world. I think I just found the title for this episode. That's a (laughs) great one. Like I said at the beginning, you and I met because both of our families were living overseas in the Dominican Republic. Um, Your parents are originally from Mexico. My parents are American. But we were both living in the Dominican Republic at the time. And since then, you and your siblings and your parents have moved around a lot similarly to my family. And we've always seen each other almost once a year or once every two years in the DC area. Like we would collectively come yeah. back. So we're used to moving around and seeing each other every couple of years. What made you apply to a school in Germany or what, what made you move to Europe other than the obvious things? Uh, so I have finished my master's in California just now in LA. Um, and so I was already on the search for either jobs or PhDs. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I wasn't a fan of LA. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't have a car. It was a huge city. And this was like the tail end of COVID and a bit after COVID. So like all around, 
didn't know anyone, couldn't get around anywhere. Not a great time. No, so that's like, not the city get... <laughs> for no car. <laughs> so if I'm going to apply to a job, I'm either going to go back to the East Coast mm-hmm. where I know people mm-hmm. or I'm going to go to Europe where it's like new, interesting. And from what I've seen from other people, like a lot easier to get around. Like mm-hmm. I've already been here less than six months and I've traveled to like three other countries or four. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, the mm-hmm. train system there is insane. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was just sending out applications, both for PhDs and for jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I heard back uh, from from this, from a couple in Germany, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was just a job and then there was the one that was a PhD. And I'm like, well, one, yeah, the job would have been in Berlin. Oh, and I'm like, mm. well, the PhD is just useful anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's go for the PhD. How exciting. Yeah. So how are you liking it? I'm having a lot of fun. More because of I'm in Germany <laughs> than anything, but still fun nonetheless. Try to go traveling as much as I can. Right now, the winter markets are all up, walking out our local one. So uh, it's the been... Christmas markets are insane. They're yeah. so cool. <laughs> Have I'm myself jealous. a glass of uh, Glühwein, the mulled mm-hmm. wine, and nights. And we were just talking yeah. before we started recording about you learning German. How's that going? It goes. So I'm <laughs> learning through Duolingo. I think I'm doing pretty good for someone learning through Duolingo. And I think reading, I'm actually pretty decent at. Really? I think so. Unless it's like a very complicated word but so long as like pretty basic words Mm -hmm. i can get most of what they're saying Mm -hmm. listening is a bit hard because i gotta make out the words it's Mm -hmm. not clear cut yeah and speaking it's like i can say my phrases that i kind of have prepared and extending from there it'll take me a second to think of them (laughs) and so do you think because everybody said that English derived from the Germanic language. Do you think that there are similarities? I know there are obvious ones like kindergarten, kinder, children. But when my family was living in Germany, I don't think I picked up anything in the same way that having known Spanish my entire life, being in Italy, Italian was so similar to Spanish. I didn't think German was anywhere near as similar to English. No, definitely not nearly as close as <laughs> Spanish with Italian or even Spanish and Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely some words that I'll look at and be like, okay, that's that's this word, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, oh, yesterday in the, in the market, I was like, I saw cera- ceramics, which was ceramics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Which was, I'd never heard of it before, but I, especially with the display right yeah. in front of me, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Easy. Uh, but definitely not so similar that it's just like, oh yeah, this is a piece of cake. In fact, there are even some, some Spanish, some words that are more similar to Spanish than they are to, to English, oh. which surprised me. Yeah. Like the word for today is hoita. Oh, oi. Which is like oi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. So then are your PhD classes are in English, I presume. How does that work? Yes. So I don't really have classes so much as I just have my research that I'm doing. Um, most oh, of my okay. classes I did in my master's. And I think okay. I'm going to have to 
attend like two lectures in my time here and I can take them at any point. Uh, but it's mostly going to be just listening lectures, not even like homework or turn mm. stuff in kind of lectures. And mostly just I'm doing my research, you know, analyzing the data, presenting it to for conferences, uh, showing results, whatever, all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. by the end, I should have an understanding and research paper of my own stuff to to defend. Wow, how Which exciting. I just had one on Friday. One of my group members just finished and defended his thesis. And we had a big party afterwards, which was nice. <laughs> so then your predecessor also... The language part is what I'm like trying to understand. So then like your predecessor also had their research being done in English. So all of it's being done in English. How will that translate when you finally do your presentation of your entire research or how will that work? So I think at this point, English is kind of considered uh, the universal, especially like science language. Okay. So if you are German and you are doing your PhD there, you can do your thesis in German and that's okay. perfectly allowed, of course. Mm -hmm. But since there are so many international people, um, they're like, yeah, uh, English is, of course, also an option. And even some Germans, in fact, my uh, group member that just defended on Friday is German. Mm -hmm. Studied his entire thing here. I think he did his undergrad and master's with a German defense. And then for his PhD, he did English defense. How interesting. Wow. Also really exciting and really cool that you get to do research like that. Obviously, my sister is doing her master's and doing her own research right now, which is super cool. Um, the two science brains that I don't <laughs> get. Yeah, I was actually talking with her recently because I knew she did the geology. Mm -hmm. um, planetary geology. I don't think I knew she did planetary geology. And I know a couple of people because I know a few astro. Oh, so I'm like, hey, I know some. Yeah, your little sister. Something like that. Well, is... my sister does aerospace engineer. Thank you. I knew she yeah. was space in some way. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All these smart kids in your family. To start with my first topic at hand, which is happiness. Claudio, can you give me your definition of happiness? Well, I think there are instances of happiness, you know, mm -hmm. where you do have something that brings you, you know, a fleeting happiness. Mm -hmm. Like when I have my chocolate milk at night, <laughs> it's it's a good moment of happiness. <laughs> and then there's also just like a being happy in general overall, which is an accumulation of most of the things going well or as you want them to be going in your life, mm -hmm. you know, or not poorly. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, having some sort of stability mm -hmm. um, and being able to, do some of the stuff that you want to do whether that mm -hmm. be traveling gaming reading mm -hmm. or anything else that i didn't <laughs> pick up mm -hmm. which is a wide also yeah. being being able to hang out with friends i talk with my friends very regularly so mm -hmm. that's important and family but i count them as my friends too you and others list things in such a very i don't know what the right word is but like the the immediate kind of things so you're talking stability family community it's like all the things that almost are just biologically what we need creates yeah. like our own happiness and then the other side of things are like traveling or reading or the hobbies or the other interests that you have specifically as a person so it's interesting yeah. yeah I think community is a big one that everybody says whatever that is to you like community is huge and I know yeah 
that your family, despite moving around a lot, have always kind of come together and like seen one another and spent time together. And I think that's really, really amazing and really nice. Yes, we do always try to meet up. I will not be able to make Christmas because I'm too far away, but they will be uh, all together in Canada where mm. my brother's at. Mm. And then I'll just call them. Well, in I fact, mean, I just got off the phone with my mom because it's her birthday today. So, oh, tell her I say happy birthday. Will do. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, you're in such a nice location, though, that they just have to come to you for something. That's what I say. <laughs> I say, why should I go there? where maybe I'll see one city that I already know when you guys can come here to a city you don't know. And then, and then after you know the city, we can just go somewhere else that's really close by anyway. Honestly, honestly. So with all of the constant changing and then also constant schooling that you do, I have two questions for you. First yes. of all, how do you keep doing any sort of schooling? I didn't like getting tested. I didn't like taking tests. I didn't like all of that. But how do you keep going back to school? And then how do you balance your own stress and just life around that? So I would not say I like school particularly. <laughs> uh, something that many that some might not know is I actually got kicked out of my undergrad once uh, for poor grades, mostly due to my ADHD. Once I got the ADHD stuff figured out, my grades skyrocketed. <laughs> um, but school itself is not necessarily fun. <laughs> I like the subject I personally study. In mm. fact, when I got kicked out, it was mostly because I failed all the non-science classes. I think mm. I failed English three times. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's more like a job. Most jobs do not sound fun in the first place. No. Getting money does sound nice, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's why I'm glad with my PhD to be getting paid, Mm -hmm. which was not the case in undergrad where I was working at a restaurant as well. Mm. Um, But I think I was in school for a long time so that I can find a job that I can enjoy or at least not hate mm. later on right now i'm at a point where i am kind of at that mm-hmm. school classes taking notes doing homework that was not fun <laughs> and so how do you balance all of that now like the working the doing the research and getting rest and traveling and taking advantage of being in a different place, a new place? How do you balance all of that? Well, uh, I feel like so many PhDs go so hard. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm here for these hours and then I'm out. <laughs> and so I try to do what I can in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I'm not exactly the like, be the top of the top I'm like do well and then enjoy myself you <laughs> no know? I agree yeah we're ambitious but like we don't need to be the best of the best like I'm ambitious for whatever it is that I want and that's like about it exactly exactly like I know some people that are in the lab doing measurements doing others like running running code or typing code or just reading papers that's the worst I know we're talking about reading, but this is not the fun kind of reading. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why so much? 
Um, so I kind of like, as soon as I'm done, I'm like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's good boundaries. I feel like that's how I am where like when it comes to my job, it's like I come in at my time and I leave at my time. And unless we're in the middle of some sort of specific event or stressful time frame, like when I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I like to have fun outside, you know, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that the PhD is fun. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So then when do you feel the most like yourself? I mean, I feel like it changes a lot with context. Because hmm. I can feel like myself differently in different times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when you're with one friend group and you're very goofy. Because that's how you are with that friend group. But if you're acting the same with a different friend group, <laughs> <laughs> you're totally more mm-hmm. uh, reserved or something. It's mm-hmm. like both of them are myself, but in the different ways. Yeah. And the same applies to like if I was trying really hard at the PhD with like, okay, let's let me read this and then do this and this do this. Oh yeah. I take tend to take a more laid back approach. I'm like, okay, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a bit of uh do something else for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and then while I'm reading, I'll be like, do all this with the like, next six hours, no pause. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I'm too into it mm. so I guess it's just like when I'm doing what I want to be doing you're the most yourself <laughs> that what I want to be doing changes but it is still what I want to be doing and that's what's important that's true that's true and so what are you most proud of I mean getting to a PhD is pretty cool yeah <laughs> I would that, say especially especially because in undergrad, as I said, I had uh, failed out at first. And I'm like, oh, no, there's no way I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good one. Like yeah. going to a PhD is not something that a lot of people get the opportunity to do. Or it's not something I would do. <laughs> like, I don't see myself <laughs> ever going back to school like that. So I think that's I mean, really exciting. definitely also not for everyone. Like yeah. I said, a lot of it was being stubborn and being like, I'm, I'm going to have people call me doctor. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. That's funny. That is 80% of all PhDs motivation. I can assure you that. <laughs> to call you doctor. Doctor philosophy. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. So what have been some of the most important or impactful lessons that you've learned in your life? Or are still learning? Um, definitely to take care of your mental health. Mm. Um, and I still learn it, but, mm-hmm. and in different ways, it's not like there's one issue. It's like, okay, you fix this part mm-hmm. and you're doing good. And then you're like, oh, I'm great. And it's like, oh, but I still have this issue here. Yeah. And so taking care of all the different aspects of it is different lessons. And then just interacting with people. As you said, I'm a bit of a Sheldon. Mm. <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I pick up all the social cues and I'm like, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Yes, we're having fun. But for someone who's always been a little bit more introverted or, you know, whatever you want to call it, like you've always been surrounded by people. Like you've always had a group of friends. You've always been able to be around people. Like, so it's, it's, and people always enjoy you. So I don't think it's that challenging for you. You're not that Sheldon Cooper, you know? <laughs> I'm not that Sheldon. He's he is a bit of a 
extreme case. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mostly just being kind to people mm. and people are kind back to you. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what's the worst piece of advice someone's ever given you? Well, you know, having ADHD, you do hear a lot of uh, <laughs> just focus, you know. <laughs> just focus. Yeah, just focus. I don't know what's the problem. Just listen. <laughs> just do it. For some, it's not that easy. <laughs> That's true. And so what's the best piece of advice? Well, getting therapy and medication helped a lot. I agree. I think therapy and medication is very important. And then there's also some books. In fact, from yeah. my favorite author that I'm probably going to talk about later on. That there are some quotes that, that really mm. uh, resonated. Oh, I can't wait to hear that in the book club episode. So then what does a good life look like to you? Like you look back at the end of your life and you're like, I had a good life. Mm, For me, I mean, I want to travel a lot. So (laughs) seeing much of the world. Um, Mm. But like, but with people I care about, friends or family, Mm -hmm. traveling alone is still fun. Mm -hmm. But doing stuff with, my friends and people I care about is always better. Mm-hmm. And so just having a group of people that I can always uh, talk with, hang out with, that's always mm-hmm. great. Um, also, I don't feel like I need to be any sort of Nobel Prize winner or millionaire. <laughs> but that's not what you're moving sort of... to? Nobel Prize oh, yeah. is not it? <laughs> but some sort of success just to be like, like I did like mm-hmm. first of all just for the sake of like being able to do all the stuff I want to do yeah um just to buy any books I want to read buy any games I play tra- travel to any place I want to travel to yeah um and feel like what I did had some sort of impact even if it's minor yeah it would be nice so then how do you want to be remembered you said you want to have some sort of impact what is that impact Nothing to be necessarily remembered, just that it helped somehow. Yeah. yeah. How like, I would prefer to be remembered is more for my personal character than my work mm-hmm. or job. Yeah. Um, Kindness. It's you're... like, hey, yeah. this guy was a cool dude. <laughs> it was great to hang out with him. Yeah. Sad he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say you've impacted me in our friendship. I think your kindness, your open-mindedness, your ability to even though we've become adults to still have like this child like wonder and I think you know encourage my imagination and my creativity you, you have also impacted me I still I still think a lot about the time like anytime anytime the American public comes up mm-hmm. I'm like oh Kendall is one of the first people that comes to mind you know Aww. and then all the all the others <laughs> that we did at the time mm-hmm. yeah the Mickey Mouse notebook that's what was on the cover of it <laughs> Mickey Mouse notebook oh my gosh yeah. I just remember we made a city and it was called Libraria like a library like it was just like yeah I remember this I remember the name of the world I made but it's very cringe <laughs> so we won't share it with the public <laughs> I'll share it after the podcast <laughs> Okay, so now for my final and favorite question, I love to ask people, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Well, if I knew I wouldn't fail, 
I'll take advantage of that fact to do something that isn't necessarily within my field <laughs> and just be like some, something big that's like, oh, make life better for everyone in some way. How, uh, like, cure cancer or something or, mm. or feed everyone or... Good answers. Yeah. It's nothing that I'm able to do because that's not what I study. But if I'm certainly not going to fail. Yeah. Then might as well try to do something like that. Look at you helping others. How selfless. (laughs) I like that answer. That's a more selfish one, though. Oh, okay. I see. What would be a more selfish one? Uh, A more personal one. Hmm. I can't believe oh, no. you're not going to say you would create people with like abilities and powers or you'd have magic. I ca- I, I, I count that under selfless. <laughs> I feel like everyone wants that. Is that not true? <laughs> That's not a little selfless, I guess. I guess. Okay, so then pick a selfish or like a self-centered answer or a specific answer to you. All right, let's put wings on people. Let's give them gills. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good one. Putting gills and wings on people, allowing us to like be able to exist in two areas in which we can't, in the sky <laughs> and in water. I would make the X-Men. You would make the dream. X-Men. There you go. That's a good answer. I like both of those answers are very good in their own <laughs> way, I think. Claudio, thank you for being here. This was great. I feel like even though I know you and I've known you for decades, I feel like I learned a little bit more. We're so old. I learned a little bit more. I've gained more knowledge and perspective and I greatly appreciated you being here and sharing with us. I've had a great time being here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. And everybody stay tuned because Claudio will be back for a book club episode later this week. Bye-bye, everyone. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unofficial Book Club Pod. And join the Unofficial Book Club on the Fable app. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time, bye everyone.